Hey, 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 beautiful humans. It's the Juice Queen here, delivering all those ooey-gooey, drippy topics that will leave you simply drenched in curiosity and connection. So let's vibe over, you know, the ruse, shall we? My name is Noelle Mandolfo, and my sole mission is to make you feel seen, heard, valued, and validated in such a way that you remember who you truly are. And in that, you're never alone. This is a soft, safe, and sassy place where all of you is welcomed. So come on, let's dive in. Hey there, kings, queens, ladies, and gentle them. I'm so pleased and privileged to be here with you today. It is actually my 31st birthday, and um, intentionally so, I set the release of this podcast for today, 2.22. Why, you might ask, is about 365 days ago, I was sat down at dinner for my birthday and given clues as I unwrapped what ended up being all the materials to start this very podcast. (sighs) (sighs) And in a few weeks... My state of Colorado and many others of our country went into lockdown due to the coronavirus. And it was shortly after that in which I (laughs) spiraled into what many of us have been experiencing, which is lack of drive, lack of motivation, clarity, um, loss of structure, loss of community, loss of plans, so much grief around lost plans or opportunities or mm, personally for me, travels and jobs and Um, Things that I perceived I was manifesting in my reality and um, really shook me up, really, really did, and quite honestly continues to do so. (sighs) So I went from being on the verge of creating this podcast to taking a very long seat and sitting back and witnessing where I'm at and creating some spaciousness around that and permission to be exactly there. I, um, with that, with that spaciousness and with that sitting down from our what we perceive to be very real goals um, I started to do something that I feel is quite common and relevant right now which is 
move into shame and move into guilt and move into shooting on myself so hard. I should be doing this and I should be doing it by this time and I should be creating this and that and putting out into the world and um, doing more of that and less of this. So many shoulds and um, in our typical go, 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 like capitalistic society, I think it's common to should on ourselves and um, not really have any noticeable repercussions to those um, pressures. <sighs> but something that the virus has allowed us is to observe, observe the shoulds because many of us are unemployed or um, back home with parents or um, whatever the case it is, is that we're not um, as positioned in um, everyday society like we once were, right? So we have all this time to reflect and um, or distract or both. And I, I think it's important to notice um, just exactly how we show up in um, you know in how we how we're showing up when things aren't exactly as they're supposed to be so what do we do when we're given an opportunity to um, take a seat back and so I remember when quarantine first started I was really adamant about starting this project called the chrysalis creations and um, it was basically an online group space where every two three days there would be a group intention or project idea and you were invited to make a creation based off of that word and um we would share what we crafted, whether it was a poem or a painting, a song, a dance in this group and just a way to feel community via social distancing and have a collective intention. And um, I committed to that for, let's say, a month or six weeks. I don't really remember. Um, but it, there came a point where I had to step back altogether from social media because of the impact it was having on my um, psyche and regulatory system. So I'm sure we've all heard of the fight or flight system inside the body. Um, and that's just our nervous system reacting um, to survival, basically. And there are certain stressor stressors that stimulate this fight or flight or freeze um, response in the body and it's often the case that when we're in conflict or um, an unsafe situation that the body hits this um, parasympathetic nervous system response and you know when we're feeling secure and safe our heartbeat is steady and we're breathing deeply and we're present and we're available and resource for the moment 
But when our nervous system is triggered, then we're often breathing shallow. We might be sweating. We might feel constriction in the chest, in the heart, in the body. And um, we tend to pull from the bag of patterns that our particular personality um, resorts to when we are having a hard time. And so that was the case for me every time that I would log into social media, I found myself impacted by basically fear frequency is the root of it all. But really what's going on is um, the observation of you know, the world at large going through a pandemic. And um, it's kind of like we get to see the way the world panics, right? So we all have our different methods of panic. Um, and it, it's, it's, I'm sure we can all agree how interesting it's been to, to witness ourselves and each other and our loved ones watch how they panic. You know, um, are you someone that has been very anxious and overwhelmed and like maybe even immobilized by what's going on in the world, um, which leads to, of course, anxiety and depression and very, very valid places that we go and speaking from experience myself. Are you someone who goes into overdrive because they want to keep themselves busy and distracted and focus on anything but the state of the world? Um, whether that be with art or work or um, exercise or whatever it be. Um, it's, it's giving us permission to witness the way we panic. And um, so as the year continued, you know, it went from lockdown to, um, you know, plus the, pres the presidential year, um, the constant political upheaval. And then we had um, George Floyd's death and the very real domino effect it had on our nation during a time of collective, collective mourning. Uh, sadly, but finally, modern America had enough of a pause to give these injustices the attention it's long deserved. Floyd is just one of hundreds of thousands, if not more, black, brown, indigenous humans who've been harmed at the expense of the society that we live in. And to be honest, this really shook my world up and put me in a place of deep reflection and duty. As a white woman in America, felt a loss of desire to create this podcast um, because I felt like the things that I had to say that I wanted to showcase and I still want to showcase voices of color and take a back seat and really just be quiet for a long while and so that's what I did um, I really wanted to educate myself more on systemic racism and um, also do my best to be um, a voice in my personal community here in Colorado and as much as I could publicly on social medias and uh, protests and things. And with that being said, um, my commitment to that led me to uh, 
being at the wrong place at the wrong time or you know maybe it was the right place at the right time but um I was on a road trip and was driving along the Pacific Northwest and drove through Portland decided to stop and protest peacefully with local um members supporting the cause and as I was walking to my car that evening I was brutally assaulted and arrested by a bunch of grown federal agents who um extremely extremely violated me in quite honestly an existential way like fuck the the physical um repercussions that I experienced and still am to this day uh seven eight months later but more so the the psychological even physiological spiritual impact that that experience had on me um really shook me and really woke me up to the the overall um, just chaos that we are experiencing as a nation and not just in 2020 but as a whole and for centuries and um, that that itself is a whole entire episode to be honest but I um, it, it took me quite a few months to get grounded after all of that and um, lots of different therapies and lots of processing and at the time I was road tripping because I was in between houses in between leases and to not have a place to go after um, your life being shook up in that way was very ungrounding Um, but a blessing that came from it all was um, I was on my way to California, which is where my father lives, and we have an unfortunate um, kind of tumultuous and sad, really, relationship, and uh, it, it, it forced me onto his doorstep and created created repair that had been years and years um, in the making and to be honest the whole arrest was worth that to me and so it was quite beautiful to make some makes of movement and forward motion with my father and um and and repair some wounds that were deeply embedded through something that he (laughs) my arrest doesn't even agree with at all um so something beautiful did come of it but When I and then when I was staying there with my father in Yolo County, within a few days there were um, evacuations for the fires out there, and so that that was another shakeup um, and very real, very real impending doom vibes going on, um, right? So um, feeling connected to him in that way as well which is like wow survival mode stuff you know really puts things in perspective we get really lost in the um the theatrics of life right and uh, get so attached to 
our own personal um, character and their, their, meaning our own um, beliefs and personality traits and um, I don't do this and I don't say this and I don't eat that and we get really attached to who we think we are but and in reality you know we're all just parts of a big cosmic play and it's it's very easy to forget because this reality and this body and these senses are so very real um so anywho made my way back to Colorado and uh I will share that a family member a family friend here in Colorado did lose uh this lovely space that um we've been using for years as like a family mountain home uh due to a fire here in Colorado so um there's just there's just compounded traumas was happening uh for myself and I'm sharing this because this is what (laughs) what it seems that 2020 was about right um if it wasn't one thing it was the other and the whole when it rains it pours metaphor really seemed to be reverberating throughout many people's lives that I know personally um and so I came I came back over here moved in with a dear friend who is like a mother to me and started to unpack and started to feel finally having my own space after five months without one um because I was supposed to be working at a um, national park for the summer And I was really, I had been working on and having many interviews for that position and was so excited for it. But again, due to the virus, everything got shut down. So that was why I was floating between leases because I wasn't sure how long the pandemic would last and if I would be able to follow up on some of the dreams I had been calculating. Well, um, I got back to Colorado, grounded in my new space. And uh, the next thing that happened was within a week, I very unexpectedly came home to my sweet angel um, fur baby of 14 years having passed away. And um, I personally have done a lot of... um, work around attachment and non-attachment and doing the Vipassana meditation course which is like a 10-day retreat um, that focuses on non-attachment for the last three years and I guess I convinced myself that I would be okay with losing things (laughs) but especially I had even specifically considered that maybe I would be able to handle losing my dog um, with a little more grace. And uh, I don't know if it was the combination of everything that had been going on in 2020 as a whole, but of course my world really did come crashing down when I lost my sweet girl. And um, the reality is you don't... (laughs) You just don't know what to expect, right? And for me, coming home to your sidekick in an empty shell, I'm sorry to be graphic, but 
It was quite literally the physical experience of her death that I think impacted me the most. Um, it's like when I think about pregnancy and birth, like so, it's so often the case that mothers don't talk about the um, dark side, if you will, of um, shitting yourself and tearing your perineum and um, postpartum depression. Why isn't this more widely spoken about? Um, there's always a duality, right? So, um, yeah, I don't feel that people often talk about the dark side of losing an animal and like this, the five senses of it, like the scent, the stiffness of her poor little body or the, the smell of death even, or, um, the fucking emotional heart wrench, um, and fucking scouring your phone and your laptop for pictures and videos and anything to make yourself feel connected to that person place or thing or animal one more time when we're grieving <sighs> so I just really feel that 2020 is a year of grief so much grief like grieving ourselves each other things that we we wanted things that we didn't want that happened anyway events, positions, there's really, there's really something to be said about grief, right? And we're coming back to the regulatory system. Our bodies are, are in that fight or flight mode. And, and how long can we be in fight or flight before it has like a physical reaction in the body and, and a physical, a physiological reaction in the brain, right? Um, I'm reading this book called The Body Keeps the Score. Highly, highly recommend. Um, and it's a very relatable scientific approach to how trauma um, is stored in the body and the mind. And uh, I see it in myself. Um, I see it in trauma survivors and... Um, military, you know, veterans, um, abuse victims, and, and, and trauma doesn't have to be that intense either. Like we all, we all experience different levels of our personal traumas. And it seems like a big word. It's definitely a buzzword, but trauma is basically anything that has created a impact on our mind and our body and our DNA. And, um, it actually happens quite uh, more often than we we might even perceive um this book is fascinating i really recommend it um so yeah we're we're all like in this panic of um 2020 you know and and like the numbers are off and we, we, what can we trust right like the only way to move ourselves out of panic is through safety and that goes with relationships, that goes with pandemics, you know, so we're, we're trying to trust anything to feel to feel safe in our bodies. Um, and so when we're feeling safe, we breathe deeper, our heartbeat is regulated, um, 
And so we're, we're able to be more resourced to pull on um, parts of our mind that make sense, right? We're, we're more grounded. And um, the way we react when we're being yelled at or um, abused is coming from a dysregulated state of being. And that's often when we act down on our patterning of triggering, which could be yelling or it could be shut shutting down. It could be um, substance and addiction. It could be crying and anxiety or panic attacks. We all have our different flavors of the way we show up when we're in panic and trigger. And then the other side of the coin is um, when we're feeling really safe and we're feeling really um, balanced in our life and our day-to-day reality, we are able to hold more space for each other, ourselves, and the collective as a whole. Um, So it's, from what I've experienced, not that many humans have been resourced in this past year. And um, the ones that are have been doing a lot of work to get there and stay there um, because this last 365 has been so wonky to say the least right um so we're like grappling at um anything to make us feel safe and balanced uh so at this time when i lost my sweet angel um a lot just was (laughs) just it was all coming down on me you know um it was around that time that i met a love interest and we really hit it off and started spending a lot of time together and I genuinely feel so much gratitude because um, I found some I found some support and safety in that dynamic and I found some (sighs) just I'll also add that my best friends had moved moved away from Colorado by the time I moved back. And the community that I once was thriving in had really dissipated due to the virus and social distancing. And the house that I moved into was quite far from a lot of people that I know. And I just started to feel really alone. And I think, again, that's something that a lot of people have been feeling in this this last little while here and I'm feeling so much gratitude for the person I met who was able to give me some of that community back and um so through through that connection I and groundedness I was able to start to slowly rebuild um self nurture Um, What I mean by that is by the time I moved back into my own home and um, with someone that I really value, my roommate, like I said, is like a mother to me and uh, having lost my own mother and never really having her in my life, it really feels um, exactly what I needed right now from all from all the chaos that I had been going through this year. Um, And I 
was able to begin the therapies that I mentioned. I am really into something called holotropic breathwork, which is a style of breath that in your supine, so you're laying down, you're supported by your facilitator. Um, I work with a dear friend and facilitator, Danny from Inner Light Revival in Boulder, Colorado. And um, wow, I've been working with him for several years. And when all this stuff happened to me, I knew I had to commit and bought a package with him. So so much comes up. So you're over oxygenating the body. And for me, what happens is I'm getting like, literally downloads from what feels like my higher self and just energy clearing out of my body, the the breath moving stagnancy, but also somehow just feelings and thoughts and messages that are being shared with me from a higher version of myself. And it gives me so much comfort. And I tend to just ball my eyes out and have a really clearing and beautiful experience. So I was committed to that. I committed to um, weekly acupuncture. I started doing a lot of massage and chiropractic with uh, a place that I love in Stapleton called Natural Balance. Some of the best massages of my life over there to get my body back right because I had so many injuries after the arrest. Um, and some sensory deprivation tanks. I'm a big, huge fan of floating. Um, Really resets the whole system as well. And have been working on uh, finding a talk therapist as well. And just really giving, giving myself permission to heal and really investing in my own healing. And... I take a I take a deep breath right there because I don't know what I would have done without that commitment to self. Um, and within a few months, I was really feeling myself again. And um, finding my own practices like in the morning, you know, things that we oftentimes abandon, like meditation, journaling, these things that I know make me more balanced on my day to day. But again, what we're going through right now, it it's easy to it's easy to sink into patterns that maybe aren't as beneficial, right? Or it's easy to just lay in fucking bed because that's what feels warm and comforting. Or it's easy to rewatch the shows that make us feel comfort and community because we're all isolated right now not to say that a good binge is I support good old binge trust me very much (laughs) um like for me I believe there's many different layers and levels of self-care and like one should not be more shamed than the other all of them have their place but it always comes back to balance and it always comes back to awareness because how much how much can we be aware of the impact of the quote self-care, you know, because if, if, if we're losing the awareness of the impact, then how can we be so sure that it is actually even beneficial to us anymore? Right? So if, if I'm saying self-care, let me smoke weed every day and then I lose myself in that and it becomes a crutch. Is it exactly serving me? 
Um, and that's, that's something. So, I mean, for me, after the arrest, I, I literally couldn't smoke weed anymore coming from a legal state because it would spiral me into whew, so much paranoia and so much trauma of my experience. I would feel instantly overwhelmed and um, just couldn't handle it. Now, over the last half year, I have slowly been able to reinvite the medicine into my life. And wow, has it really shown up and served me exactly as I needed it. Um, I know that when I take long breaks from any substance, something like caffeine or marijuana or um, alcohol, whatever, when we start to incorporate it back, I feel like I have this heightened state of awareness around the impact it has on me. And I can feel the way that it is serving me or not a lot easier. Um, and I've been really, really grateful for um, the downloads and messages and wisdom that I feel Mother Marijuana has been offering me in the last few months. Um, I've been getting a lot of healing. For me personally, I feel weed specifically really puts me in a space of compassion and I can reflect on issues in my life from a different lens than when I'm kind of pining in the 3D matrix. I can get in my head a bit um, and I feel like when I smoke weed, um, especially in an intentional way or during or before meditation or when I'm going to journal or something where I know I'm intending to reflect, I have really, really powerful messages come through and it's definitely feels more like medicine than an escape, right? So there's, there's definitely all these different ways to self-care. Um, so I've been feeling more grounded. Um, now I will share that in this this new like relationship dynamic that I was exploring, um, super yummy in so many ways, and also super reflective in in the means of like a divine mirror. Because when we're you know when we're relating with somebody, um, you know, say we're alone all the time, um, it, it's harder for us to witness our our patterns and our programming right because we're in our own body and we're just on autopilot kind of but when we're relating with another person um, whether it be a family member or co-worker or a lover or friend we are given the opportunity to be reflected at like a divine mirror because they might experience us in such a way that we're unaware of. And hopefully, if they are a good friend or a lover or parent or so, so on, um, they can offer us insight on the way that we're showing up. And sometimes that's positive feedback, and sometimes that's maybe more challenging feedback. Um, and so I guess I'm sharing that... Um, this flow that I've been dancing with with this lovely human has given us both plenty of ammunition to reflect on our personal programming and um, I've been studying a bunch on the attachment theory 
which basically is a theory derived from studying children and adults and how, again, we carry trauma with us throughout life and also based on our childhood and the way that our parents inter- interacted with us, whether uh, maybe oversaturation of attention or n- nearly neglect or fogginess in between um, and whether we felt safe as a child and secure or if we felt chaos and um, lack of safety, we developed mannerisms that not only did we perform as children, but we still to this day carry carry with us now. And um, that's not to say that our attachment styles can't be eradicated into something more secure. Totally, totally possible with with uh, awareness and practice but typically especially if you haven't heard of attachment theory we carry on and act out in such ways that hurt that hurt each other and ourselves Um, so I've been studying um, about the attachment theory which is just so beautiful and I'd love I'd love to pass some informations in the show notes about this lovely, lovely book I'm reading that's actually, you know, interactive. It's a workbook. So it's called the Attachment Theory Workbook. Imagine that. And um, again, the body keeps a score. Wow. Those two together have been doing a lot for me. Um, so yeah, this this human has been pulling, patterning into my sphere and I've been able to reflect and grow there Um, but not necessarily in the most um, you know it doesn't all happen with grace right sometimes it's it's rocky and sticky and and then, then that's where the growth lies though right is through the challenging times and like being present with these sticky conversations and like holding space for the other to speak their truth and then you actively listen and and reflect back what you notice and how you can show up differently and like just keep bouncing back and growing together so that's been a lovely dance um um but also it can be triggering for sure and um I'm also reading a book actually listening to it on audio tape called codependent no more and I've heard lots of lovely things about it and now I know why um it really as someone who's hyper independent like just the most independent (laughs) um I maybe even have scoffed at the book in the past when I've heard the name maybe I mean I'm just kidding but I have other really independent friend who said she read it and came away with (laughs) a foot in her ass of oh wait I literally am so codependent in all these ways it made me really want to read it and so here I am feeling called the fuck out as well um and so codependency is basically just this this again it relates to those two other books I'm reading which is somehow based on our childhood we may or may not need to feel connected to or or need to feel needed or need to feel held by someone else to feel important in the world. And um, 
you know, it, it could be the fact that we didn't get validated as a child and we didn't get enough nurture as a child. And like now we just constantly seek approval. And it doesn't, it might not seem that way on the surface, but when you really dive into these topics, you're like, holy shit, that's why I do this and that's why I do that. It's because deep down I'm just wanting to be seen. So I'm, um, I'm juggling that, <laughs> juggling that as well and um, tying all these connections with uh, my childhood and my, my adolescence and everything in between to now. <sighs> And so the reason why I wanted to come on here and share all of this with you is because I have been beating myself up for 365 days because I should be doing this and I should be doing that and I should be here and I shouldn't be there and I I should be farther along in this and I should have already released a podcast episode by now and so on and so forth. And uh, I am sick of the shame. I am sick of the expectation and mind-made pressure that I know is shared right now. And it's, it's something that exists far beyond and before the pandemic. But right now, I feel this overarching depth to the collective um, in which many, many humans I, I connect with are feeling eh, just eh, not yes, not no, not good, not bad, just floating around in the middle, trying to navigate something we haven't ever navigated before. <sighs> and as my birthday slowly approached, it hit me. We don't have to be ready and perfect and planned to show up in the world. In fact, when we show up anyway, regardless of fear, regardless of shame and shoulds, that's, that's where the magic happens and that's where all the juice is. And so this is like a birthday gift to myself and the world really to give myself permission to just do things anyway and in doing so I hope I give you the same permission as well so <sighs> thanks for tuning in with me if any of this resonates with you trust me that there's only more in the works okay I've been asking you guys for the last year, what do you want to talk about? And you've given me some delicious content to work with. But I would also love to request more feedback. So if you have something yummy and maybe taboo and something that doesn't get talked about, but you want to hear about it, drop a comment, um, leave a review, contact me on social media, find me on Instagram, um, at Mama Noli. I'll leave my name in the show notes. This is a call to action of basically, hey, I know where you're at. I feel you. I'm there with you. And also, let's support each other in diving in, even when it seems really freaking cold and really freaking scary. Um, because that's that's how we start to make new habits that serve. So 
I'm here for it. I appreciate you all. Thanks for spending some time with me on my birthday. Y'all are amazing. Um, And I look forward to the next time we get to share some space together. Ciao, ciao from La Jusqueen. Thank you.